good to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Live from Underscore's Bunkers in Twin Cities. We are the Dave's You Know. This is the Dave's I Know. You want me to be that type of dude and I want to be who you like me to but we both know I can't do nothing at all. full lineup today um thank you for everybody who put up with me um yelling into a microphone for 30 minutes last week and then i uh, got really good feedback on the brothers mcguire uh that episode um and then uh with our uh the hero that we don't deserve jack a harry uh we did that little uh re-release of the the ladybugs podcast so uh, we have the full the full crew um mj dan yeah. and bill how are you guys doing i'm great i'm really good my uh, cheapy uh, pepper mill uh, that I bought, I believe at Target or someplace like that, uh, broke. So I had to go buy a, buy a really nice one today. So that was my biggest biggest accomplishment. That's that's considered um, essential. Ki- kitchen kitchen window was open, but you had to text a, a number from a sign for them to come let you in. Um, they were open from eleven to four today, and I got a nice Peugeot. Uh, adjustable size pepper flake uh, pepper mill so i'm happy i'm generally in favor of the speakeasy concept for bars you know like for the red light and whatever but turning literally every bar restaurant kitchen window apparently into a speakeasy has, it's like a little bit much like oh you got another <laughs> secret number and text the owner uh, i'm in favor i think i think kitchen window should be that way i mean that <laughs> it just makes them more elite <laughs> kitchen, yeah kitchen window is also yeah. an intense fucking store too i remember when i used to work at the independent and i loved because i love to cook so i would I just i would go hang out there before my shifts and just i'll go at all the you know the 900 knives i couldn't afford so they did, I did a, that too uh, by the way they did a caffeine crawl when i was living in uh in uptown <laughs> they had a bunch of like the the roasters in town come and you could like sample their espresso and that kind of stuff and like everybody knows you can get yourself into trouble at a beer fest but i thought ha you know this is fine like it'll be really fun i get to try a bunch of espresso and i walked out with a fucking nespresso machine and then like a hundred dollars worth of coffee and when i finally <laughs> came down off the buzz like a day and a half later i was like what the fuck was i thinking Oh, also, right. I was extremely caffeinated. Like, also, <laughs> also didn't stop shitting for like two days. Man. So I thought I only did that on my bipolar <laughs> manic stages. I mean, look, I did like, I had like eight to 10 shots of espresso in an hour. And so like, I was pretty fucking close to manic at that point. That sounds like you were on cocaine, my friend. That's, uh, yes. that's I've been on, I've been on some cocaine. That's, uh, that's pretty much probably about what it is. So um cool Any, anything else you guys I mean, we haven't really talked in about a week and a half so it's almost two weeks so yeah i was at i was at target the other night and i had to yell at uh some senior citizens who were uh who were hanging out in the dairy section there there was way too many of them and i told them they had to take it elsewhere fucking <laughs> now the tables have turned old man yeah get out of oh, my yard my God. <laughs> Greatest generation, my fucking ass. Yeah, um, they'll all bring us down. All right. 
Uh, all right, so we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit. We have some stuff to talk about, uh, soccer related wise. Um, we're gonna give you some recommendations on uh, ways to uh, beat the the Rota Funk. Um, but we, we just always want to mention at the top of the every podcast our Patreon uh, benefits. Um, as you saw, if you were listen or get the Dave's I Know feed, we have recorded some watch party podcasts. Um, hoping that we'll be able to do a couple even while we're in uh, in uh, isolation here where we watch uh good to absolutely terrible soccer movies and then we uh we chat about them uh we've done five so far they're all in the uh, in the patreon if you access the patreon you have access to all of our all those old files um the most recent one or the one that we just released was uh ladybugs a, a particularly uh uh bad uh movie that um that is very kind of transphobic and not great <clears throat> anyways but jack a harry saves the day uh for the for that movie so if you if you enjoyed that if you enjoyed stuff like that you can always uh join the patreon if you're not already uh we have uh as we you know have been talking about we've jo- joined forces with hop clouds at hop clouds on twitter to do uh some special beer releases uh they have been working on the, they're actually out brewing uh, on sunday as a matter of fact i saw their setup they were out brewing and they are planning on having uh, whatever the season eventually kicks off again, or whenever we can actually get back together and in, in, in groups of more than you know three or four people, um, doing a summer re-release uh, days I know beer pod or beer uh, event, just kind of like we did at the beginning of the season this year, where you can come taste some of the beers. And if you are a Patreon member, you can uh, pick up a bottle of beer. Um, Patreon.com backslash the Daves I know to help support the Daves that you know. Uh, all right. So we haven't had any games, um, but we have had some stuff that's happened and I haven't really had a chance. I've chatted a little bit with, uh, Bruce and Bill, uh, about some of this stuff, but I have not discussed this with, uh, MJ and Dan. So I kind of want to get your guys' uh, opinions. I'll sort of just, uh, hang back and interject my, my, my witty, uh, banter, uh, at will. But, um, so the first thing, the, uh, in terms of Minnesota, uh, related news, MLS schedule, they originally had pushed uh, the date to, uh, was it people's April 3rd <clears throat> or April 11th? Sorry, April 11th as the potential start of the MLS season. Uh, just last week, I believe it was Thursday of last week, uh, they actually pushed that again another month to May 10th. Uh, that actually coincides with a CDC recommendation of no gatherings of more than 50 people um, for eight weeks. And that was basically back from when we, they originally canceled the season or postponed the season. So it looks like May 10th is the earliest possible date. Uh, I, you know, uh, chatting with Bill and, uh, and Bruce, I don't think that is even going to be uh, doable. Um, so what about you guys? What do you guys think about the, the, the pronouncement? Um, I said from here in our notes, the over-under uh, for when MLS kicks off again is July 4th. Um, and then are we even going to have crowds on July 4th? I mean, I, I kind of tend to believe no and, uh, and the over on July 4th. So um, what, do you guys ha- what do you guys think? Um, yeah, the even crazier deadline that they've set is uh, the training deadline. So right now, teams can't require players to be in training. The only time you can be in, in, a, in the team facility is if you're receiving physical therapy. And that ban uh, expires this week. They extended it last week to March 27th. And I am here to tell you that was a waste of a fucking press release. Uh, <laughs> because there was no way in hell at the end of this week that people were going to be ready to, wait, to even start wait, training wait, again. Wait, 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 Dan. You don't think a bunch of MLS players are going to be training with their squads at the end of this week? That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to put a oh, I'm going to put the, I'm going to put a line in the sand. Is there something going on that I need to know about? 
Um, no, MJ, you're fine where you are. Just okay. don't leave there. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> and also don't watch the news. It's depressing. <laughs> um, you know, I think the really interesting thing with, with MLB, MLS, um, and the end of the NBA season, NHL to a little bit of a lesser extent, is – at what point do they, yeah, pull the pull the trigger on games without a crowd? Because I think, I think you can reasonably say that's this is a big question mark that that could happen before before the summer for sure. But if you want to wait and and get crowds in there, July fourth seems like a really really good deadline to be setting right now. Honestly, I'll take the under and say July one. Uh, get get the first games played and then have the July 4th celebration for the big national. Hey, we're, we're back. We're doing this. It's great. Um, but that of course requires, yeah, training, spring training, uh, to happen ahead of time. And man, who knows these days? Um, but yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't, I, <laughs> I certainly wouldn't bet on March fucking 27th for a training deadline. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the way over. Um, I, I just watched today's press conference, and they want to get the economy going again and send everyone back to work, and and uh, it's uh, I I just think that's gonna just backfire on them big time. And and uh, if we get any season at all, I'd be surprised. I mean, I, I want there to be a season. I completely do, but I just I'm gonna I think the worst is you know I think we're gonna be Italy. Do you guys see the most recent report out of Italy, by the way, that the uh, the social social distancing didn't work, so they did a lockdown. Lockdown didn't work. Uh, so now you are not allowed to be more than 200 meters from your house. Wow. Like, I assume, that, I assume there's like a food exemption for that. But yeah, somebody was, uh, somebody was tweeting out today that <laughs> Italian cities are banning people from leaving more than a 200 meter radius. Of but their is house. 200 meters a lockdown? I, I mean, mean 200 just... meters, I can almost get to dangerous, man. <laughs> That's just called living good, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. What about the people who are farther than 200 meters from the local uh, bread and wine shop, you know, the, the local bakery and what else? Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. There's probably an exception for, for actual like needs, but yeah. everything else, if you're, if you're just out strolling the piazza, they will fine you. And uh, I would like to avoid that here, here in America. I would like to be able to, you know, walk down to the lake and then walk home just so I don't go absolutely cabin fever yeah. and turn the shining into a documentary. I mean, people claim that the Chinese were able to lock down because they're this oppressive, you know, dictatorship, but South Korea did it. And it was a voluntary, you know, their people just fell in line and they, they locked down. And, and Another thing South Korea did is uh, they did, uh, they tried to do what's called uh, uh, patient tracing or they were trying to trace the path. Yeah. And so they did a very deep analysis. If they found someone who had it, immediately, where have you been the last X number of days? Who did you come in contact with? And then they tried to contact all those people and test all those people. Yeah. So... I mean, that's not something that uh, maybe due to scale we can re yeah. implement in the, in the U.S., but still there needs to be more investigative things like that. Well, this is how you get patient 31, the person who's responsible for like 18% yeah. of yeah. all South Korean cases. Yeah. The Washington um, Post had a great article on that. If you have, yeah. I skimmed yeah. it, but I didn't read it in, in depth. But I do feel bad for, uh, for people in South Korea. There were people 
who uh, whose affairs were uncovered because of how aggressive <laughs> the patient tracing was. <laughs> like, ah, I would have had this like very long, satisfying affair if it weren't for the Korean government and the damn virus. The Scooby-Doo excuse. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for the virus. <laughs> for the virus. If it wasn't for those meddling pandemics. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so one thing I actually, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to um but it was i I think it might have been uh, espn fc from a couple from maybe friday and uh taylor twelman was on there talking about the you know talking about this or whatever and um he made a good point of like this might be an opportunity for mls to get onto the calendar of the rest of the world by not starting the season until say august uh taking a long (laughs) uh, taking a long winter break um you know more like the scandinavian model so maybe some you know, breaking in beginning of December till, you know, uh, beginning of February um, and then finishing out your season, maybe going a little bit longer than um, the EPL and the, the, you know, Western Europe seasons do. So like they're normally done by middle of May. So maybe MLS extends it into to June, but you know, if you are going into June, you're doing your playoffs, you know, sort of like towards the end of June, what are you, you're competing with maybe the NBA and NHL finals, maybe, um, it might be an interesting opportunity. Uh, you extend the season, so it's 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 you know it's ten months instead of the you know seven and a half months that we have right now. But you add that big that long break in the wintertime where you can you know avoid playing matches in um, you know Minnesota in January. So I don't know. That was, I didn't really consider that. I, I had actually considered it the opposite way for um, for like the EPL uh, to get into get into like the MLS calendar with the upcoming twenty twenty two or yeah twenty twenty two world cup in Qatar is that if they maybe like they finish their season, they start their new season up, uh, you know, in September, um, and, you know, or, or play, or, or they wait, or they finish the season and start the season up again in March of next year, uh, of 2021 and playing a sort of an MLS calendar style season leading up to the world cup. But I, this, you know, I don't think this will happen. I think it's uh, obviously a fucking pipe dream, but I thought that was an interesting, interesting thought, an interesting, uh, pop, you know, potential idea, um, to, uh, make sure that, because I know MLS is really more so than any other, probably any other, you know, major Europe, major soccer league is really dependent on game day revenue for what they do. Obviously, like EPL, La Liga, um, you know, uh, Bundesliga get a lot of money. You know, EPL and La Liga specifically, specifically Barcelona, Real Madrid, and La Liga get a lot of their money from TV. They don't, they're not so much worried about gate revenue, but down the pyramids, um, and then in MLS, very much concerned about gate revenue. So. What do you guys? Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Would you? Would you? What would you welcome our our Western European overlords and uh, and their uh, their soccer schedule? First of all, David, I probably don't have to correct you on this. It's probably have to correct Taylor Twelman on this with lots of adding tweets. But this is not the Scandinavian model. This is the Russian model, the Russian Ukrainian model, where you you try to uh, play with Europe, but you take this long winter break, um, and you you're. Europa or Champions League matches get uh, shuffled around in some unbalanced way to compensate for this. Yeah, he said he said Scandinavian. I figured it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know Russia probably takes a longer break than than like uh, Finland so, and, and Norway and all them do. But Norway, same, same Finland, concept. Finland are all on the MLS schedule more or less. They're, they 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 were on the play during the summer before we were, um, which is why I like to correct anyone who says play like Europe. Well, like most of Europe. Um, I mean, part, of me, part of me wonders if uh, 
the resistance to going under the schedule actually isn't gate revenue. It's the TV dollars. Cause in order to get to be one of these absolute pinnacle leagues, you need that ungodly TV revenue and putting MLS on the European schedule one, it puts you directly competing for that, those revenue dollars, but then two, it puts you up against NBA NHL because you're closer to their calendar. Whereas the current MLS schedule, if somebody wants to buy rights, you're only competing against MLB. So I wonder if that's part of the reason they would stay on the model. I think theoretically I'd really enjoy it, but I, there is something I really like about having soccer for my entire year, whether it's MLS or EPL, I can turn on the TV and watch soccer. I give a damn about. I also like for the Fox sports North schedule, not having it compete with Minnesota wild a lot, but that's yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would like such long – I mean, obviously they would have to schedule long away stretches and then long home stretches in order to do it because they wouldn't be able to play here in February. Um, so I, I don't know if I, I mean, would enjoy, you know, long away stretches. This year they could have. I mean, there were some – you know, it was like 25 or so. I mean, it's – yeah, obviously, like, it's a crapshoot. Don't get me wrong. Um, but – March is a crapshoot sometimes. April's a crapshoot sometimes in Minnesota. So, sure. and you know, October and November can be crapshoot. So, I mean, it, it's really, um, yeah, I don't think it's, I mean, the, the nice thing about sort of, if, if they did switch to this sort of schedule is that the, the amount of, of, of months where, you know, it's going to be a, a potential crapshoot for places like Minnesota and Toronto, um, you know, it's so those like northern uh, northern cities. It's really it's going to be a, sort of like a month or so at the beginning of the season, and then like a month or so after the break, and then the rest of the time should be a lot nicer um, and uh, a lot less uh, fucking god awful uh, terrible heat um, like it sometimes can be here. And you know, like places like Houston and whatever. Would you rather play in Houston in October or would you rather play in Houston in fucking July? Um, I know which one I would choose, but. You know, I would also rather play in Houston in October. (laughs) Okay, Houston. I, 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 you know, I rag on Houston, but it's it's really fucking hot down there in July. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. So, uh, so MJ, I think are you you thinking we're going to be starting around July fourth, or do you think we'll start earlier or later? Man, that it's so hard for me to make that call. You're asking me to make that call. I I'm not asking you to make it over under. pick, Pick one. I, I think it's a little under. I'm I'm hoping more June-ish, but th- that's hoping. Cool. All right. That, well, that's not betting betting on. Sure. MJ's a pussy. That's what we've, we discovered here. So, uh, all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm laying my heart out, out for you. And if that makes me a pussy, so be it. Yep. It does. Uh, all right. So the United States Soccer Federation, uh, since we last spoke, um, and again, I spoke a little bit about this with uh, Bruce and Bill. So I'm curious as what you guys, and we actually had some, um, we actually had some news break today. Uh, obviously, does, did one of you guys want to sort of give the rundown uh, or I can give the rundown of sort of the, the events that have happened in the last basically like week and a half? You know, um, I'm really bad at keeping things brief and concise. So I think you okay. should do it. All right. So um, as you are all well aware, <coughs> excuse me, uh, the U.S. Uh, women have been have uh, had sued the United States Soccer Federation um, just before actually the World Women's World Cup last year, the World Cup last year uh, in France. Uh, there's been depositions. Um, the USSF hired a law firm 
and the depositions have not gone great. Um, lots of questions about like, it, basically the, the whole thing, the crux of it is, is that the argument that the lawyers were intending to make was that the women, um, it wasn't a slight on them because uh, their competition wasn't as uh, difficult uh, as the men's competition uh, because they were inferior. Um, the competition was inferior and they were by themselves inferior because they couldn't beat uh, the 15 and 16 year old boys, uh, boys teams. Um, that's the very, very, very short version of it. Lots of, uh, uh, lots of documents came out uh, about a week and a half ago uh, or two weeks ago. Um, yeah, probably around two weeks ago, actually, that, uh, that basically laid this argument out. Um, the depositions, this, all some of this, all this stuff got leaked, um, and you know we kind of had an idea that this was, but it was made very, very, uh, very blatant that this was the the course of action that uh, the uh, team uh, was planning on taking, uh, or the USSF was planning on taking uh, in going to trial with the team. And the trial is supposed to start in May, actually, as a matter of fact. Um, this all came out. Uh, during the She Believes Cup, which is, you know, the tournament that the U.S. runs every, every year with, you know, three of the better uh, women's teams in the world. This year it was uh, Spain, England, and Japan. Um, and then on the day of the last match of the tournament, uh, which was on a Wednesday, uh, the, the, all the U.S. women uh, came out uh, with their training jerseys turned inside out so that you couldn't see the U.S. Uh, soccer badge. But you could still see the four stars because of the stitching, which is fucking fantastic. Um, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, not sure who came up with that idea, but kudos to them. They, they deserve a shit ton of money. Um, anyways, uh, and, and normally when they, they take the team picture, it's, it's the starters. But actually, they had all the women out there together um, in a uh, show of solidarity. Uh, they proceeded to go and beat Japan, I believe, 3-1 to one, to win She Believes Cup. And right at the very end of the tournament, of the, of the last match, uh, Sebastian Salazar, who was uh, commenting on the match with uh, Julie Foudy, um, gets a message basically from uh, Carlos Scudero basically apologizing for the tone and, and, and the, the logic of the, what they had decided to use. Um, he said basically that he had no idea uh, that um, he, they're firing that law firm and hiring a different law firm and yada, yada, yada. This is on Wednesday. Um, people and Julie Foudy like laid into him on the broadcast, uh, just ripping him a new asshole and rightfully so. The next day on the 12th, uh, Carlos Guerrero um, basically submitted a letter of resignation via Twitter. I don't think he told anybody he was resigning, but he just all of a sudden around eight o'clock uh, just popped in, into everybody's Twitter feed. Carlos Guerrero resigning from uh, as the um, president of the United States Soccer Federation. Uh, Cindy Parlo Cohn, who was just recently elected as the vice president, um, was a former uh, U.S. Women's National Team player, played with Julie Foudy and, and a lot of those players. Um, has now is now the uh, acting president, <clears throat> and then um, uh, most recently today, uh, U.S. So U.S. has also had not had a CEO since uh, Dan what's his nuts uh, stepped down. Um, do you guys remember? Yeah. I can't remember what, it's, what his last name was. It's Dan I, I know it's now. not Dan Wade. It's not Dan Wade. You don't even um, know that. It could. Be. <laughs> it just wouldn't be me. And then uh, so yeah so. Uh, they, they've, so they have not had a CEO for a long time. Um, and by the way, the United States Soccer Federation board, which uh, Don Garber's on, um, to, uh, the, all these executives, uh, fully volunteer, non-paid board. Mm -hmm. um, they hired a CEO today, finally, a guy by the name of Will Wilson, uh, who's apparently an English guy, <coughs> got his MBA in uh, Mexico. Um, he's fluent in Spanish. 
he's also a former MLS uh, some uh, Syker United marketing guy. So um, that's kind of where we're at right now. They finally have a CEO. It's, you know, another white guy, um, yeah. but it's an English white guy. So yeah, his Whoa. bigger background is as a, as a agent. Um, and, uh, he got to start as an agent. His, his nephew, uh, is, uh, is Andrew Luck, the, the old, uh, Indianapolis Colts uh, oh, okay. quarterback. And, uh, that's when he became an agent. His nephew asked him to become his agent and, uh, it was kind of unheard of. And, uh, and, you know, and Andrew Luck stayed his whole career for Indianapolis. And, uh, and then, uh, just a few years ago. And he got the fuck out before his brain was turned into mush. Yeah, yeah, totally. He was one of those players who got out in the prime of his life. And uh and then and then Wasserman actually or he joined Wasserman, which is this huge, you know, massive player, agency. Yeah, you know, player representative agency. And and then a few years ago, uh they bought like one of the big uh soccer agencies called SS SFX. And they're actually the agency for Alex Morgan, Tobin Heath, Heather O'Reilly, Tim Howard. Um, so there are some crossovers between him and, and some of the people who play on the national teams. Are these conflict of interest crossovers or do you think this is going to be no, Bill Bridging good, good crossovers? Yeah, I don't think he was necessarily their agents. Um, I just think that, you know, he, he is a soccer person. Um, you know, I think he, I think he knows it at, at the management level. Um, cool. Not, not so much, you know, team management level, but at, 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 you know, at board level at, you know, that kind of level. Cool. So, uh, you know, obviously they see something in him. Um, yeah. To me, the bigger thing is, is that, uh, is that Carlos Codero is still on there as a non-voting board member and they need to, they need to get rid of him immediately. You know, he resigned as the CEO, but he's still a board member. Yeah, and that was the big thing I learned through this is that this isn't an executive driven organization. It's really this board, uh, which hasn't changed. I mean, we know U.S. soccer has undergone some huge shifts from the Burhalter nepotism to Carlos Cordero's uh, <clears throat> indistinguished time at the helm uh but one thing that has stayed the same is the board by and large and it sounds like that's the real point that needs to change because they're the ones driving right driving the federation i don't want to say into a ditch but i don't know yeah into a ditch fucking we'll go with that taylor I mean, has had a lot of scathing tweets uh criticizing the u.s soccer federation both for cordero still being on the board um tweeting at Cindy Cohn outright for weren't you here when they, when this legal argument came, that was very, very sexist. Where were you? Um, very interesting uh, coming from someone as high profile as Taylor Twelman. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, I mean, when you are attacking um, with a particularly egregious argument, uh, your most successful product um that that's not great bob not yeah. great yeah so uh cool you guys have anything else you want to say on um it was dan flynn if anyone cares <coughs> not dan wade oh. dan flynn isn't he the guy who wrote the da vinci code no that was dan brown never mind dan brown <laughs> dan, brown, dan flynn yeah. dan wade whatever you're a bunch of <laughs> bunch of white guys um 
one syllable last names. Yeah. So cool. Uh, well, if you don't have anything else to say, we can, uh, we can move on from that, uh, that shit show that is uh, USSF. Yeah. I actually um, think Carlos Guterro isn't a white guy. I think he no. was born, I think he was born in India. That's true. But the name like Carlos, it's obvious. <laughs> obvious. And Corbin, my first guess. Yeah. But I think uh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So we could jump around a little bit to uh, so other soccer that is um, postponed. Obviously, everything is postponed um, at this point. Uh, even the even Austria, Turkey now, right? Even Turkey. Uh, yep. uh, I know there's a really great uh, Bolivia. Guardian. There's a really great Ardi, a Guardian. I think it was a Guardian article about um, John Obi McCall, and he basically just like fucking walked away from his team basically saying, this is fucking crazy. Why, why are we doing this? Um, walked away from his contract. This was like two days before the Turkish super league uh, shut down. And he just walked away. Cause he, he couldn't deal with it anymore, which is good for him, but also fucking Turkey, man. I don't know. Uh, but uh, all the international tournaments that were supposed to happen um, uh, this summer um, have been postponed to 2021. Um, and then the, women's heroes is supposed to be in 2021 next year and i'm sure it's going to get moved to 2022 sorry ladies um sucks to be you uh they just announced today that the olympics are going to be postponed um the ioc was dead set on saying that the olympics were going to happen this year and they were they were saying that until they just weren't anymore and then uh also news today um that the champions in europe europa league has been indefinitely postponed so uh, I know that was a that has been a big thing, especially for uh, on the UEFA side. Um, UEFA, uh, obviously, you know, champions and European league spots are are highly dependent upon how the leagues finish, and so there's lots of there's lots of talk. I mean, you know, Europe's such a you know it's a big continent with you know so many however many co- fucking countries each doing and each having its own sort of reaction to. Uh, the corona um, coronavirus sort of pandemic and some countries are much better off than others obviously Italy is is not and uh, but some you know some countries got ahead of things um, so who the hell knows um, when soccer is going to start up again so you guys have any thoughts on any yeah, of that I do um, Belarus the one uh, nation oh, they're that's still right. playing <laughs> are they really yep they uh, they started their season last week uh, week one, uh, fuck you all. Uh, you know you're not gonna cr- you're not gonna crimp our season. We're going ahead. So this week is week two of the Belarus per- Premier Division. How and, many can uh, we convince alone? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Go Minx. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's always got to so, be one, isn't there? So we got to find we got to find who uh, who's who's going to satellite beam that to us. Yeah, where, where do we get that stream? Yeah, uh, uh, somebody's bootlegging it. Yeah. We've all gotten soft from the days when you couldn't watch soccer yeah. in the U.S. You had to bootleg it off of some guy, like, holding a cell phone recording the Canal Plus stream. And then the bearer of bad news for the Olympics, Mr. Dick Pound. Dick Pound. Yes. His parents were, you know, they were thinking ahead when they <laughs> named him that. Yeah. And it's reminds really- me. Truly speaking, I mean, the, the funny thing about Dick Pound is he's not a voting XCOM member of IOC anymore. So he came out and announced that the, the Olympics are going to be postponed. That's not official yet. That decision oh, yeah. has not technically been made. But Dick Pound said it was made. And everyone went, well, well, fuck it. That's good enough for me. So you're saying he just wanted his name in print? 
the thing is, it's like he'll he's he been it many give, times. He will give five minutes to anybody who asks. Like <laughs> this is a man who probably at age like thirteen or fourteen had a choice of offing himself or yep. owning Dick Pound. And I think it is it is to his credit and all of our benefit that Dick Pound said, "I will survive and I will be Dick Pound for the world." <laughs> in uh, Richard at any moment. <laughs> Rick. In, in in high school, I uh, I there's a kid who was on the swim team. I was on the wrestling team, and those seasons overlapped. And uh, his name was uh, <clears throat> Richard Wacker. Oh, he went by Richard. I'm just I I just kind of want to run into him someday and just see if he's still going by Richard or if he goes by Rick or if he just fucking says, you know what, whatever. I'm going just by Dick. I'm it. all in. Dick Wacker. All in. <laughs> he had a brother named John. John Wacker was the was which is like. Not as bad, but also like not great either. So there's just not uh, a lot you can do with Wacker that's gonna work real well for you in middle and high school. Yeah, no. Only weed. <laughs> weed Wacker. <laughs> uh, My other right. favorite thing about all these delayed tournaments, though, is uh, because they already have the branding done for Euro 2020, et cetera, et cetera. Next year's European Championships is not Euro 2021. It is still Euro 2020. They're just yeah. going with it. Yeah. Like, this is the same tournament. It's just played a year later. <laughs> Please ignore the number in our name. Fucking lean in. I mean, yeah. in. in addition to all the new hashtags that need to be created, I mean, I still don't wonder why they don't just – someone has MS paint abilities. They can just kind of magic marker over the one digit, you know. Honestly, as janky as possible. Just yeah, yeah, really go with happen. it. Make it look like it was uh, it was spray painted on there by hoodlums or or preschooler with with crayons. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take that too. Yeah. And and how many of these teams are going to have players leave and you know traded and and new ones brought in? They're just not going to be the same teams. For the club side, yeah, yeah. that's a serious concern. Like, or uh, I think it was um, Clean Sheet Company. I'm blanking on guy's real name which makes me sound like a real asshole but was pointing out yeah yeah yeah, matt was pointing out that uh a lot of the kit sponsorships end on like june one and so you could theoretically have a situation where atletico or liverpool no you guys aren't in the tournament anymore (laughs) oh oh, no no no. but i'm saying like liverpool winning the winning the league in the nike kit as opposed to the new balance kit oh right but for the european yeah, yeah, yeah 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 So yeah. You can have one of these teams that changes kit sponsors and start the season in one kit and finish it in something that looks totally different. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm not saying I'm wishing this on Liverpool. Okay, I am. But I'm really <laughs> hoping they switch to Spurs. <laughs> but they start it in the, in the classic Liverpool red. Nike looks at him and goes, hmm, Spurple. Yeah, I really I want Liverpool to have a have an Angry Bird slogan. <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah. Uh, I've seen. Some I know of the that's leaks. a rip on me, Bill. I hear you. I've seen some of the leaks for the for the Nike stuff. It looks real, real fucking nice. Um, Nike's actually like not having like one designer just like design a but like a template for all the fucking teams. They actually, have like invested designers into individual teams, which is fucking thank God. Um, yeah. Now we just get that in MLS. Um, Okay, well, uh, I think that's a pretty good spot to take a break, uh, and then uh, we're gonna we actually cause we need to record a, another podcast on a on another feed here. Um, we're running out of time, um, so yeah. So when we come back, we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit of government, uh, and then we'll talk some uh, specific uh, Minnesota United uh, Minnesota United stuff. So uh, come on back. Uh, we'll be back in uh, less than a minute. You want me to be that?
minute uh uh beer whiskey break um i don't know <laughs> just want to talk about uh um and we have locked dan in uh in the closet for this one since he can't get no. involved in this conversation um but uh i don't know you guys want to talk a little bit about the government response to this thing i know bill you're uh you're a little bit fired up i mean i you know compare yeah. we can even compare and contrast minnesota versus what what trump is doing so what walls is doing versus what trump is doing I'll, I'll even you, with you what wisconsin's floor. doing at wisconsin well yeah they actually, they actually have a democratic governor now so who's actually a pretty good guy yeah and and wisconsin's getting hit pretty hard that's my point yeah uh my sister lives in milwaukee and and uh and she owns a business and her her husband uh uh runs the physical therapy uh clinic at marquette and their their employees uh you know want to stay home and I don't blame them. And, uh, and they, uh, you know, they're up to like almost, I think they're up to 200 cases in Milwaukee County or whatever that County is that Milwaukee's in. And my parents live on the other side of the state on, on the Western part in Grantsburg. So, and you know, they live in a small town and even in that small town, it's pretty, you know, activity has died down. Yeah. But here, I don't know the, you know, the governor, I mean, obviously our governor's scared shitless because it's hit home. Well, he's got it now. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, the, the funny thing is that people keep saying, uh, you know, Walls, and Walls is, to be fair, has been doing, I think, a fairly good job of, of, of being reasonable, being uh, respectful, and, yeah. and letting people know how serious this is. I mean, imagine if we had Aaron Murphy, uh, who's actually a fucking nurse. Yeah. Uh, how much more, like, how much better the response would be. I think it would be probably exponentially better. I can't fault Walls too much. Um, but, uh, compared to the shit show, that is the federal government. Um, yeah, I, we, we got a really good in Minnesota. Glad, be glad you're in, uh, you're in the upper Midwest here. So yeah. For the yeah. first time in a news conference today, Trump said something about looking out for Asian Americans. Yeah. I watched that. And, and this, this is not, and he, he was struggling to find different words to use it for instead of the Chinese virus. Uh, he called it the invisible enemy. Yeah. After a long pause, he called it just the virus. Uh, How about fucking coronavirus or COVID nineteen? Uh, yeah. It's all yeah, fucking it's hard, name. man. No, but like, <laughs> like he he was trying very hard not to be racist and to like say, hey, these people didn't cause this problem. It's not, you know, it, it's it's not because uh, they're not more likely to get it than anybody else. You know, a, so, a benefit he's never given to Latino Americans. Right. <laughs> For right. anything. Uh, well, I'm glad so, this is well, the... Well, they're sending their worst, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Which is a bunch of horse shit. I'm glad this is the curve we're, we're grading this fucking asshole on. Is yeah. like not... <laughs> not actually being a fucking racist. Like, he was just... Just, he was doing the... He was doing the dog whistle shit. Just, he was doing it quiet. Like, he normally... Like, he's supposed to. Not loud yeah. like he normally does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and Dr... What's his name? Dr. Fauci? Fauci, or, yeah, Fauci. yeah, he wasn't there today to to you know throw himself in front of the bullets and uh, yes, he he's missed a couple of these and he's actually yeah. I, I feel like uh, he he's actually been advocating for them to do them virtually because they just go up there and they fucking yeah. stand like right next to each other and shake hands yeah. and like touch put, the microphones and put their fingers the in their mouth and then in each other's ears and they do all the fucking things you're not supposed to be yeah. doing, um, which is brilliant. Um, yeah. I mean, did see uh, <clears throat> Bolsonaro 
uh, took, had the test because this is the chief of staff, uh, the Brazilian prime minister or president, uh, his chief of staff got COVID uh, at Mar-a-Lago or had it at Mar-a-Lago. And of course, you know, Trump was there. So um, I don't know. This is a whole shit show. Um, we're going to be, we have plenty of time to talk about it. Let's, uh, let's talk about some other uh, slightly good news. Um, MJ, why don't you, uh, Dan, you can come out of your closet now. Uh, we're done talking politics. Uh, so come on back, please. All right. Everything's, Dan. everything's political. Everything's Dan's political. I mean, back. that's, but there are, there are political things that will get me fired. And there are political things like, oh yeah, uh, maybe it was a little political. Yeah. We want Dan to have a no job. Problem. So, yeah. We, we lock him in the, we lock him in the closet when we need to get, uh, we need to get that's this political like we like we need to so in this particular uh area of expertise so yeah. at least it was the um, whiskey closet i appreciate yes, that one if yeah. i'm gonna be locked well, in a closet i'm just listen I'm happy man it was that one you know i'm not gonna lock you in i mean i'd lock you in the weed closet but that probably sounds like you'd get you at fire too so at least the whiskey closet shouldn't get fired too much so no, um, no whiskey good. is legal in all 50 states yeah that's true yeah Fuck you, normally, I, act. I would i would normally hotbox you but you know we'll, uh, <laughs> just uh that's just wrong 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 all right, let's talk about some other other United stuff. And uh, you know, Minnesota United has uh, there's been some a uh, I would say a mixed reaction to what's going on. MJ, why don't you uh, kick us off with uh, with this talking maybe about the front office? Well, first of all, Chef Justin Sutherland, who runs about seven restaurants in St. Paul, um, Handsome Hog, Fitzgerald's, uh, a Public Kitchen. I don't I can't name them all, but Blind Thief. Thank you. It's called Fitz, by the way. It's not called Bur- Fitzgerald's anymore. Burger King. <laughs> um, but yeah, J- Justin Sutherland, uh, a chef that has been on Iron Chef America. You know, this is a, a local celebrity chef. He has all this uh, perishable food that he will not get rid of. And out of the goodness of his heart, he w- took it to public kitchen and, and basically was giving it away like a free farmer's market to, to people um at at one of his restaurants which is i think really really cool now you know whether it was justin sutherland's idea or minnesota united's idea he is the culinary consultant at allianz field for the brew hall there and so they tweeted this out and i'm just like finally some really positive you know charitable news coming from minnesota united during this time because on the flip side of this uh well this is this is uh oh go ahead yeah i'd say this is also delaware north too so this is like food that was actually at allianz for, that was they had prep or planned for um for the home opener so it's delaware north in conjunction with minnesota united they and they did they don't they know donated i think like was it like two thousand like some insane amount of like tons of food uh to i think it was second harvest heartland and one other um food shelter place i'm blanking on the name of but that was like straight from Allianz. And then what well, you're talking about, MJ, is, uh, uh, yeah, Sutherland, like, bringing up stuff from his other restaurants and doing what you did. So kind of a uh, both sides there, so, which is great. Yeah, I hope some of their employees also got some of that. Well, that's, that's just it. Because a lot of catering employees are now out of jobs. Yeah. Yeah, getting to, into that, Bill, for those who don't know, the Minnesota Twins and the Minnesota Wild have donated to funds to help their stadium employees. Uh, the owner of the Wolves and the Lynx, Glenn Taylor, has donated a lot of money uh, to help 
their stadium employees. So Minnesota United is really on the outside looking in here. They are the only local pro team, you know, at the top level that, that is not, has no press release about how they're helping yes. their stadium employees. Yeah. As usual, they're silent. And, and behind, and behind, right? They're, they're not out in front. They're, they're behind. And it's frustrating. Sure. You know who, do you know who co-owners of the Minnesota, or the Miss United are? Yeah. All Pol- those other teams. Polad and Taylor, you know, yeah. the three of the other four teams. Is it one of the owners of the wild also an owner? Almost certainly somewhere in the chair. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Someone, yeah, not, but it's not, uh, it's not the main guy. It's not Leopold, but right. uh, I'm guessing, yeah. So somebody who's a uh, minority owner of the wild is probably part of the uh, Minnesota United bids or Minnesota sure. United ownership team. So, yeah. Yeah. It's it, this, their silence is deafening. Uh, yeah. That's for damn sure. I mean, and I'll just say uh, last I heard there was only two MLS teams that had committed to doing something. Uh, I believe it was Atlanta and Orlando. I know for sure it was Atlanta. And I'm trying to remember Pablo Maurer wrote an article last week about, uh, about this. Um, and I think Orlando city was the other team. It was had- because I remember tweeting at uh, super rookie Tim saying, Hey, look, Orlando did something good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, on, on the bright side, though, today I saw some coloring pages, word searches, and connect the dots come out from the team. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So good for them. Yep. Good for so them. So I'll be busy tomorrow. <laughs> Makes me wish I had a conference call. Yeah. I fucking love doing <laughs> word searches on a conference call. Don't forget the mazes, Bill. They had mazes, too. Oh, well, there were mazes. Oh, I missed I'll, the mazes. I'll, I'll be busy on Wednesday then, too. <laughs> The other, uh, the other thing I'd like to note, and someone just kind of posted or tweeted about it yesterday, and I retweeted it, is, uh, you know, if you're a season ticket holder, your, uh, you know, payment package, you know, it's every, it's every month, and it's been, you know, they've been collecting money since, uh, you know, beginning of the year or whatever for this season. Yeah. So no word on yet, yet on when, if they're going to, like, suspend that collection until things get up and running. Um, I'm guessing that they are not going to because it's Minnesota, it's this team. Um, but having some clarity about what they're going to do. I know I bought a, uh, a standing room only ticket for the Minnesota twins and they sent an email last week saying basically like, Hey, you know, I bought, basically paid it for the first month and it's renews automatically. If you don't, you know, uh, cancel by a certain day, they said, we're not going to charge you anything until we know exactly what's going on. And we'll give you an update. Then haven't wow. heard anything from Minnesota United, uh, RE season tickets about like what their plans are for, um, you know, collecting uh, season ticket payments and, and all that stuff. So it would be nice if this yeah. team um, was out in front of something. Yeah. One fucking time. I'd be a lot less. Two. I'd be a lot less uh, concerned about that. If I, if I knew that that money was going to pay people's salaries. Sure. Yeah. That's true. true. That's hundred percent true. I really wonder how much of this is a Minnesota United problem versus an MLS problem. Um, I think it was Pablo Maurer who pointed out that part of the reason that MLS teams have not, put together a fund for their their stadium workers and i'll preface this with saying i don't buy this as an excuse but this is the line they're going with is that they're still going to try to get all 32 games in uh, and that looks increasingly unlikely to me without doing crazy midweek games which the union hates um but if it's mls basically saying to the teams hey don't do this we're gonna all these people are gonna get their money it's at least like at the very least, it puts Minnesota United and any individual team into a bind of what they might like to do versus what the league is telling them to do. Sure. I don't know that that's happening, but I wish I did. I wish I had a sense that one of these entities, which has 
struggled with communication in the past. I wish I knew who was at fault this time. Because MLB also was terrible at communication. Their corporate work is horrid. Yeah. Um, but the Twins have done a great job, uh, although they're clearly trying to navigate the ambiguity. So I, I'm frustrated. I wish this were being communicated better. I also want to know whose door we should be showing up at with torches and pitchforks. Because, um, God, you hate to go to two places. Those torches burn out, the pitchforks get heavy. Yeah. Just go to the right place the first time. At least lighters and bongs. <clears throat> <laughs> I mean, if you want to go sit on Don Garber's porch and smoke weed, that's uh, yeah. more power to you. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's particularly bad, uh, you know, it's, it, especially at the beginning when they're like, oh, we're only going to suspend a month. So they're like, okay, well, we can deal with it. It's particularly yeah. bad for Minnesota specifically because we had four home games in a row. So you had all these people um, who were, you know, who were planning on having four weekends of work and all this money that they had planned on maybe as extra income, help pay for rent or do whatever. So it's like, you know, it, it's bad for most teams, but most teams it's like, you know, it's a, it's a week here, a week away or two weeks at home week away, week home, two weeks away. So it's like, it's more spread out. Um, and most teams have already ha- have had a home game as well. Um, so they at least have one week of, of worth of income. Mr. United, you know, employees, you know, the, the seasonal employees haven't had any of that. And they're the, the big chunk of time that you basically are going to be home for a, uh, over a month, five straight weeks, basically, uh, it's just now gone. Um, we're not going to get that back. You talk about this from a, a competitive perspective for Minnesota. Like that was a, that would have been a huge <clears throat> And there wasn't any particularly tough games in that, in that stretch of four, at least based on, you know, the season so far and seeing all the teams that have played, you know, if Minnesota takes off, you know, all 12 points there, you know, we're sitting at 18 points and we're going to be top of the Western conference probably by three or four points. Now that, that, that advantage that sort of had been built in the schedule is completely gone. Even if, even if we do get all those games made, you know, made back up um, three of those four games were against Eastern conference opponents uh, and I don't think we're probably, if we do play a season this year, I don't think we're going to be playing, we're, we'll be playing any Eastern Conference opponents, right. um, period. So it's a, it's a really stressful situation. It sucks for the, you know, for the team, but also definitely sucks for those people who are making, you know, probably the minimum wage, um, you know, to uh, sling beer and stuff. And, and they're not going to get that. And I totally understand, Dan, your logic, that makes total sense. And that, you know, that <clears throat> as a single entity league, would make sense uh, for MLS and Don Garber to say, don't do anything or try to try to minimize it. But the fact that we've seen teams come out and do something um, kind of throws that uh, whole argument under the bus, especially if that's yeah, true. The, the, the argument the team is going to say like, well, MLS told us they, they didn't want us to do anything because they were going to work on something. <clears throat> Why did Atlanta and Orlando come out and do something? So, yeah. So we did get our money back on our away on our on our away trip to Kansas City from uh, Wonderwall, had they just not shipped the money down to Kansas City yet? It's a good question. I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure they had bought the tickets. Uh, I'm, but yeah, I, I'm not 100 percent sure what exactly. Um, or maybe that you know, it, it's probably that the tickets, the ticket money was living with uh, within the Wonderwall and hadn't they hadn't actually purchased the tickets for the match yet. Right. That would be that would probably make the most sense. Um, I would think. So yeah, I'm not exactly sure. I don't. I'm not on the travel committee for Wonderwall, so I don't know the logistics of that. I think it is they do do a bulk buy of the tickets, so my guess is probably like, you know, a week or so before that's when they, you know, when they have all the where they whatever the cutoff date is for um, purchasing, then they, you know, Transfer. they go ahead and say, here's all here we want to buy, 150 tickets, and here's the money for all that. Um, that would be my guess. So. Yeah. So. 
you know, on the one thing that we that we had happened to us on that that was really amazing is Hotel.com, which sold us our. We had four hotel rooms booked, and they were all non-refundable tickets. And today, they refunded us all the money, and uh, which is completely stand up on their behalf. And you know, I uh, I hope there's more places like that doing it. That's cool. Yeah, really cool. My plug for them. <laughs> Hotels.com. Yeah. Uh, so how are the players keeping involved? Um, well, obviously we, we have uh, players juggling toilet paper rolls, um, <laughs> playing keepy-uppy. Um, you guys have any particular favorites of, of those videos? Ain't St. Clair's was the only one that I, I really saw from Minnesota United. And yes, he's on loan, but, you know, due to our goalkeeping situation uh, was, was called in to the 18 on two occasions this year already. So. Yeah, I don't have any because I think it's offensive. We're trying to, we can't even find toilet paper and they're kicking them with their feet. It, it, it is a very classist thing to do. Yes. I'm sure it's triggering to people who are worried that they'll never see a roll of toilet paper again. Hey, I understand anxiety and I know how people's minds work and, uh, and it does. But I, I think that's it was a joke on my behalf, but I'm uh plus plus you can't hate on Tyler Miller's suit. Like uh yeah, you may hate, Tyler Miller, you may hate, yeah. you may hate on what he's doing, but you can't you can't knock it. The man looked a million bucks. That Christmas suit was fucking brilliant. Um <laughs> Miguel Ibarra had a pretty great one. Uh and oh, his Ethan, dog. Yeah, yeah, Miguel Ibarra's dog and then Ethan Finley had a really good one. And then uh the one that I thought that was the most hilarious was not obviously Minnesota related, but you guys see Kristen Pulisic. Um he was no. he did it and then he like uh like he literally like it, it hit the ground and he stepped on it and he like fucking like went um, <laughs> straight back, like fell, fell backwards. Like he did it out. He was doing it outside, kicking the ball, you know, kicking the toilet paper up. And then he like slipped and fell and like went straight back. I just like imagine like every single, um, you know, U S soccer fan and Chelsea soccer fan, just absolutely just like shitting themselves. Like the second that he posts that on, uh, on TikTok. So Ronaldinho, Ronaldinho's was similar to that, but he slipped on a bar of soap. <laughs> uh, but he managed to score uh, five goals and six assists, so good for him. Uh, all right, so a couple other things that are happening. Um, Fox Sports, is uh, they've been airing, at least yesterday, they, they aired Fox Sports Classics, uh, classic matches for uh, the Twins, the Wild, Minnesota. They showed the uh, FC Dallas match. Did you guys get a chance to, uh, to watch that yesterday? Rewatch that? I did, yeah. yeah. It was a, uh, it was really fun to watch that game on TV, having been at Allianz for it. Like it's just a totally different experience. I was surprised knowing how it ended, knowing the times that I, I was surprised at how in, like invested I was, and in, like minutes eighty five to the end, screaming at Bartolome Toledo again. Yeah, <laughs> go to hell. Yeah, Toledo. God, who showed that? Escape. Who showed yeah. that? Man? Fox Sports North. Okay. Uh, yeah, Toledo sure. being the center ref for those. That yeah, are, I'm not sure. It's. I mean, it looks like they're going to be doing like that sort of regularly. Maybe just on the weekends where they're going to show you know a classic match from all the all the sports that uh, Fox that FSN has, which I think would be great. Um, really, you know, fun for us to to watch and at least you know rewatch the 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 classics. Um, the uh, uh, the other thing that was happening, obviously, if if you haven't noticed on Twitter or if you're on Twitch. Uh, Jay Adams, <clears throat> who is the Minnesota United E 
gamer esports gamer yeah i don't know what's the fucking titles i don't know jesus seller how old are you i'm 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 not as old as me he's an (laughs) esports athlete esports athlete I'm the I'm the uh, the oldest uh, non middle aged man that you've ever met, guys. He's like, an athlete. He's an athlete. An athlete. Um, <laughs> I put in the uh, the notes here. Video games are fucking stupid. So, um, anyways, Jay Jay's a super awesome dude. He's a dark cloud. Um, he's been playing uh, whichever team we're supposed to be playing. He like in sort of like a FIFA best of five, and then he uh, streams it on his Twitch, uh, which I downloaded because uh i wanted to watch west Berdine play uh minister to play football manager once um because i downloaded football manager so which i guess is technically a video game but not really um a video game anyways uh so yeah i have a twitch i have a twitch account now guys uh, if we want to do something on twitch we could we could do that maybe we can uh, pick we pick a match to watch for uh, for next time i have a twitch a do you have a twitch all right <laughs> we can twitch we can twitch bro <laughs> No, not not online. Oh, I have an actual Twitch. You have an actual Twitch. Oh, okay. A, a, a nervous one. Yeah, yeah. A um, nervous one. So yeah, so so that's happening. Uh, any any other sort of like social media stuff that you guys have noticed or seen that you're that you're interested in? Uh, Want to shout out to our our listeners. Um, Minnesota United posted one of the Allianz Field grass growing, which is about as exciting as you want as you can think of it. Is, so they have a uh, they have a camera now. Um, Live camera, a live feed live camera, camera, which you can actually do a picture in picture. So I think there's like multiple cameras. Like there's one of the clock and the scoreboard. And there's one of the fields. So you can do like picture in picture. Um, I definitely did not do that today because why would I do that? But I totally I mean, did that today. <laughs> I wanted to yeah, say one field. Yeah. If they pay their stadium workers, I might consider doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they pay the the grounds the grounds crew the people who are there right now. <laughs> They're not doing it for free. So <laughs> that's not really a for love for the love of the game activity. Yeah. Uh, all right, That's last, not what I meant, and you know it. <clears throat> I know. Uh, last, last fun thing that I, I found, I, I can't remember, I think I just have, a, I have like a Google uh, alert for Minnesota United, and this popped up, <clears throat> is um, it's an article um, at the 18 <laughs> called, What Does an MLS Club's Distance to a McDonald's Say About Its Success? More Than You Might Think. Um, basically, the uh it's it's very much cor- like correlation and not uh causation, causation or whatever yeah uh is that the closer you are to a mcdonald's the much better of a team you are um, no 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 the 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 average if you're, you're if you're if you're a middling distance away okay well so yeah, it's a question of, of what you're going for if it's points per game yeah. then you want to be close if it's mls cups you yeah. want to be middle to far sure. although it's that basically just boils down to there were two good MLS teams for the first like 10 years of the league. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I thought, it was, I thought it was just fucking, it's funny. Cause the considering, especially considering Minnesota United has a, <clears throat> has a McDonald's, like according to this, it's 0.3 miles away, which is actually, I think it's way, technically way closer to the stadium than maybe it's 0.3 miles from the middle of the pitch uh, of Allianz field. Um, but like that front door at Allianz uh, that sort of, uh, south or the uh north facing door it's not that it's you could throw a frisbee from there and hit the mcdonald's probably <laughs> so um anyways that was fun uh yeah. any other any other fun stuff i uh, yeah. comment a bit on the mcdonald's bit that, oh go ahead yeah that more the the bigger correlation is between teams that have a urban stadium location 
not something way out there like Colorado or Chicago and proximity to McDonald's. That's the bigger correlation is those that have a stadium in the city um, are going to be closer to McDonald's. So it would be more interesting if they did a uh, how urban is your stadium or this located to the central uh, part of the city or public transit and success of your club, but they didn't do that. But then you can't talk about Big Macs. Yeah, I know. Uh, how do you get then. someone to sponsor your, your article if you're not talking about the proximity to a large fast food chain? Listen, man, this is a reputable website. They didn't, there's no McDonald's sponsorships on here. I mean, they didn't label it. So if it is McDonald's sponsored, it's straight up illegal and we should report them to the FCC. Yeah. Are you... Uh, uh, Besmirching the good name of Travis Yosting, MJ? Is that what you're trying to tell me? No, I the the article just kind of annoyed me. It's a it's apparently a play on a a German article about stadium proximity to donor kebab stands. And oh really? If you if MJ, if you want to hate on donor kebabs, we can go fight behind Blackheart. Now none of us are there, and it's a long ass drive. But I mean, we got to fight somewhere. And a Belarus article on organ donor, illegal organ <laughs> donor stands. <laughs> uh, all don't, right. don't ask for anything right. out of the back yeah. cooler. You don't want anything yeah. there. <laughs> so I, uh, I have something. So MLS started this thing this week where they're showing uh, classic MLS matches. If you go to the MLS.com, MLSsoccer.com site, and tonight they're showing a it's – a, it's the second leg of a – 2003 quarterfinal match and uh i think the first part of the leg it's it's la galaxy san jose and it's uh manny lagos is playing for san jose and uh and a very young landon donovan is uh is in the match and uh and right he started with san jose yeah and the galaxy are up three zero after the first leg and the second leg is just wild so uh if you go online and watch that. It, it's it's excellent. It's a great match. Highly Very recommend cool. it. Definitely have to check that out. Did um, you guys see the tweet that floated around today that was uh, the goal of the month uh, co- co- um, collection from December of 2006? Yes. Mm, no. no. Yeah, so I'll send this to you guys, and I'll, I'll put it out on my Twitter so, you, so everybody can see it. Uh, but uh, this is peak bangers only. It's like seven goals, and the closest one to goal is probably 22, 23 yards away. <laughs> and the point was made, it's well taken, that modern soccer has gotten so much more efficient, so much more analytically driven, that you're never, you don't see guys take those shots quite as much as you used to. But seriously, it's seven goals, and it's guys hitting balls on the quarter volley. One of them is shinned in from outside the box. It's just, it's, it's, uh, if you don't follow the Twitter account, Crap90Soccer, I highly recommend that as well, but it's sort of this bridging period between the old era of soccer, which was the goal's big, the keeper's small, kick it and see what happens, and the very like analytically driven modern era. So it, it's a bunch of phenomenal goals. It's really fun. Also, none of the announcers have changed since 2006, which is a problem. <laughs> I've always wanted to make YouTube highlight reels of guys who come through Minnesota United who are just horrible for us and make YouTube highlight reels of just their worst shank. Make, <laughs> make, be, that, make that Alexi Gomez highlight reel. 
Just oh, can we make follow can we make him the, his whole career? Can we make the Subi Uriparapovich uh, highlight reel where he comes in after one minute and gets a straight red card? Yeah. Uh, studs up tackle and gets a f- straight fucking red. Get the red that, and just have it freeze there for a minute and a half. Right, right. <laughs> horrible trans techno playing in the background. Yeah, that's how you right, know it's real. And he fucking, he, uh, he fucking did that shit right in front of the Dark Clouds. Because that's yep. when the Dark Clouds are still at the, at the, at the half line on the yes. opposite side of the, of the stands. He did it right in fucking front of us. And everybody just kind of looked and was just like, <laughs> oh, my fuck. God. Yeah. I mean, we can't even can't even complain about that one that's a fucking straight red card yeah we could have a whole red card series you know where it's just one red card one after the other that'd be great Harrison uh, so uh, i don't know if you guys know about this website uh it's called uh uh footballia uh f-o-t-t-b-a-l-l-i-a dot net i'm going to get a virus uh, you no, know, no, trust me. It's, I mean, you might get a virus because it's, it's a fucking uh, amazing uh, soccer matches. Anyways, they have like, they have thousands and thousands of soccer matches. Um, and you can like search by like players or teams. Um, they literally have, um, they have old, 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 old NASL matches from like the original North American Soccer League. Like there is a, uh, I haven't got to be able to watch it yet, but there's a Minnesota United or Minnesota Kicks Chicago Sting uh, nice. match on there. Uh, as well as a bunch of like Cosmos matches and everything. Anyways, I, I feel like we should uh, we should pick a match uh, sometime. We'll, we'll chat about this offline. We'll pick a match and we'll let everybody know what match we're we're gonna watch, and then we'll we'll talk about the match. Um, but they, but they have like World Cups. Uh, if you you can go like you bruised by national teams, U twenty World Cups, uh, Confederations Cups. Maybe we should watch the uh, if we can find it the uh, that USA Spain two thousand nine. Uh, Confederations Cup semifinal. That was oh a, yeah, that yeah. Was a hell of a match. Oh yeah, but you can like you can like domestic leagues. Um, like they have like the English uh, FA Cup, Premier League, Community Shield, League Cup, First Division, Championship, all the way down to League One matches. They have thousands and thousands of matches. Uh, How did they not get shut down? I have no idea. You can watch them right in there, right in there. Uh, maybe if I can figure out a Twitch like way to yeah. do it for Twitch. We can like yeah, we can show it and then we can talk about it and like. Uh, you know, record it or something. Anyways, it's it's fucking great. It's it's a it's a fantastic website. I've just been watching like you know half of a match or whatever. Um, anyways, that's a that's a fun thing that I've been keeping up with while uh, you know quarantined in my house. Um, is there anything else you guys wanted to, to add on uh, on Minnesota United or or uh, other soccer matches? I'll throw one thing in there from that FC Dallas game. Yeah. Uh, in, in contrast to the two games we saw so far this year, Lord willing, those are not the only two games of this year. Uh, it, one of the astounding things in that game was how much the offense was get the ball to Darwin and hope he does something amazing. And we sort of knew that that was how the offense was, was working or not working as it very frequently did last season. But it really underscored to me watching that game and how wasteful both Quintero and Finley were with their chances how different the team is this year in terms of a cohesive attack. Um, There isn't the one person who might take over the match. And I think that's forcing Jan Gregus to push up a little bit more. It's forcing Finley and Lude to be more in in contact with Amaria as a striker. Um, So even though we won that game, thank God for Mason Toy's quick reflexes and Vito's incredible save, it wasn't a great showing for, for the United. And I, it makes me really excited to see this team play again, knowing that the attack now looks far more functional as a unit as opposed to, hey, we've got some guys who've got some real cool tricks in their bag, and maybe it'll work this time. Yeah. 
Joke's on you, Dan. We're never playing soccer again. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Soccer has been banned in every country and is now a crime. Yeah. Except cool. Belarus. Except Belarus, Except right. Except Belarus. Uh, all right, so one, one thing we're going to do uh, – oh, I forgot to do the uh, – oh, no, I got that, I got that coming up. Uh, some tips, tricks, and treats to survive the Rona, uh, as I'm like, as I'm going to call it. Um, I just like this, you know, whatever we're watching or listening to or, you know, beat the fatigue or whatever, I'll start. Um, I mentioned this in my uh, solo podcast last week, but I've been watching Briar Patch on USA, which is a really, if you like, uh, uh, like film noir, um, like detective series, it's a updated version of that, but it's really good. Uh, it stars Rosario Dawson um, and Jay Ferguson, uh, who was on Mad Men. Um, it's a really great series. It's uh, written by Andy Greenwald, who uh, previously of Grantland and The Ringer. Uh, was music writer. Um, it's really, I think it's really great. It's on USA. Uh, it's, they think they just, tonight is uh, the seventh episode of a 10 episode season. So if you have like VOD or whatever, you can get a, get it. Um, a book I've been reading is uh, Everything Lost is Found Again, uh, Four Seasons in Lesotho by uh, Will McGrath. Uh, it's a really, Will McGrath is a local guy. Actually, I play off the Frisbee with him. So, um, you know, that's, uh, you know, full disclosure. But it's about, uh, about 20 months that he spent uh, some essays and memoirs of, 20 months that he spent in uh in Lesotho in uh in Africa yeah Lesotho uh okay um it's really great uh I've just just started uh just started the book um the first couple of things have been fantastic I highly recommend it you can get it at uh local bookstores um I picked it up actually at, at subtext actually delivered to me uh the other day which is really great and then uh for uh, tips to uh, survive the rona jerk off in a new room each day you know a little bit of variety so Set an alarm for 4 a.m. and jerk off. Or, yeah, you know, or like 3.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. Whatever. Mix it up. You do it. Different time, different room. There's like the permutations, guys, are endless. If you Different times, different rooms. You could jerk off for forever until you die. Uh, Left-handed. Yeah. You, you, the old switcheroo. Uh, the, the, old, the old mystery hand. The old let um, your arm go to sleep and give yourself a stranger. Yeah, stranger. Uh, yeah. Anyways, windows, all right. Windows uh, open, windows not. Yeah, I mean, if you want to get yeah, if you want to get weird, like like throw the curtains wide open, yeah. uh, leave the front leave the front door open, and sort of like because you know when your mailman's coming yeah. coming to to visit, like just get yeah. weird. Find just a so silky. we're super clear, that's a crime. <laughs> find a find a silky stock. It's, it's, uh, it's your room. It's your house, man. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, uh, MJ, what do you got? What do you got for uh, staying sane in the in the Rona? Well, the, apart from. <laughs> Broomball being canceled, which is, you know, so Broomball's canceled. I'm finally starting to exercise uh, on my own rather than exercising in groups with kind of a strategic goal in mind. And exercising on my own is just not fun. So, but I've, I've started to do it both for my mental and physical health. Um, the other big thing is with wet restaurant clothes, I have no buffets to go to. Now, I don't go to a buffet every day, but I, I go to more than most people probably realize. And to get the variety, when I cook for myself, I usually just cook, you know, a main course and a side dish, but I don't get that like seven course meal or, you know, variety little bits of here and there. So I've been learning some new recipes um, that have been helping me get through things and also just playing a lot of uh, guitar and harmonica. The, the one soccer thing that I've been doing, there's a book called uh, How Soccer Explains the World oh, by yeah. Franklin Poor, and it's absolutely amazing. The, the chapter headings are like, how soccer explains the gangster's paradise, how soccer explains the Jewish question, um, how soccer explains the survival of top hats, um, um, the new oligarchs, um, and so on. So uh, definitely recommend that book. 
MJ, if you like that, you should check out uh, Soccer Against the Enemy by Simon Cooper. That's really uh, good. Yeah, K-U-I-P-E-R. That, is good. that book is phenomenal. Uh, it is also the worst edited book I have ever seen because between the Euro and American editions, they did a find and replace for football and soccer. Oh, boy. Which worked great until they had an entire section of how the Dutch total football, uh, there's a position that functions like the American football quarterback, and that got changed to the American soccer quarterback, and that entire chapter becomes gibberish. Find the British copy. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, MJ, I, I actually started running, um, which you, that's when you can tell that I'm fucking losing my mind. It was when I'm like voluntarily running. I only run uh, when I'm being chased or to catch buses. Um, Last time you ran was probably when you were uh, on the wrestling team. Uh, no, well, yeah, I mean, yes, like to actually like in not in the context of a sport. Yes, that is. Actually, yeah, no, that's that what I'm saying. Like by yourself. Because yeah. the last time I ran, it was probably in college. So yeah. So, all right, Dan, why don't you uh, just start off with your with uh, video game stuff? Yeah. So unlike the world's oldest non-middle-ager down here, uh, I actually like video <laughs> games. So I've been sinking some hours into Child of Light. Uh, which is, a, I believe, a PS3 game that's been remastered for the PS4. Visually, absolutely gorgeous. The backgrounds are all done in watercolor. Absolutely fantastic soundtrack. Really fun gameplay, some cool mechanics. Um, so, yeah, I've been really enjoying that. It's a very, like, uplifting story. So, you know, it's nice for these dark days. Uh, on the book side, I'm really enjoying Closing Time by Bill Lindeke. Uh, as if you're listening to this podcast, something you're surely aware of is Minnesota's drinking culture is really weird. Uh, it's very intense. It's something that's actually baked into the social fabric here in the way that it isn't in a lot of places. And Bill does a great job exploring why that developed in some of the keystone places uh, from Pig's Eye Perrant to the modern day. Uh, Moby Dix. Yeah, Moby Dix is in there, the 19, which is still open. Uh, there's a lot of really great places around here that are still open that really did contribute to how the alcohol culture here developed. So it's a very in-depth look at what makes Minnesota so weird vis-a-vis booze. Um, I think just, just to interrupt you for one second, I, I think Bill McGuire has, we'll have to get him one of these days. We'll have to, uh, to uh, get some stories from Bill McGuire about Moby Dick's um, uh, as the man who worked down at the Northern lights down there in downtown Minneapolis. I, I'm sure he's got a few, a uh, few stories. I do. <laughs> so, so right. maybe uh, maybe that when we're hurting for content, we'll uh, we'll pick Bill's brain about uh, about. Uh, I was a young man and... when they closed. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, young. Uh, if you're going to be a young man at a dive bar, that's the that's the time to do it. I mean, if you're there past past your forties, you become part of the furniture, yeah. which makes you a legend, but also probably materially shortens your life. Um, and then a little bit like MJ, I've been cooking a lot. Um, I am just good enough in the kitchen and just enough of an arrogant asshole that I read a lot of recipes and go, that sounds dumb. I bet I can do better. And so I do a lot of experiments, which also means I throw away a decent amount, which I've stopped doing now that, you know, food's a little scarcer. So, uh, but I'm really enjoying it. I'm looking forward to this weekend. Uh, it's going to be nice and warm. And uh, I've got a smoker. I've been dying to bust out. So, uh, yeah, once we all... Uh, Stop having to social distance. I'll uh, have you guys over and throw a brisket on or something like that. Fuck yeah. All right. Uh, Bill, you got anything you want to? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, You know, I was uh, the back thing that's been going on forever. Uh, They finally decided that I should have surgery, and now we can't do surgeries. So (laughs) (laughs) I I think they just did that. Sorry, I don't don't mean to laugh at your pain. but No, they did it just to fuck with me. It's like, you know. (laughs) 
the the land of ironic punishment. Uh, and uh, but I'm doing okay. Um, I, I'm doing some, uh, and then I got a new good physical therapist, and I'm sure that they're going to shut down physical therapy clinics as non-essential here sometime in the next week, because um, that would be, you know, apropos. Um, reading, I'm I'm reading a great book. Um, it's written by a woman who lives in Grand Marais, who's uh, of Ojibwe uh, descendancy. Uh-huh. It's called Walking the Old Road, and it's about it's about the uh, the Chippewa city that was originally uh, right near Grand Portage, and uh, and the road that kind of uh, went right along the the lake shore between Grand Portage and and what is Grand Marais now, and uh, and and you know kind of minds between her ancestors and and the people there, and um, it's, it's pretty amazing history of of that area. And, uh, and, and it's, it came out on university press, uh, just before Christmas and, uh, yeah, really loving that. Um, I've been watching a lot of classic soccer games. I watched, uh, the Argentina Germany match from, uh, the 86 world cup final. That's a classic. I watched the, what was it? The, uh, was it 2010 that, uh, the Netherlands and Spain? That oh, year, right? oh yeah, yeah, that final, yeah, <laughs> where uh, Jong kicks the dude in the che- in the fucking chest. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's yep. that's a great one. Uh, you know, it's one right at the end. I watched that. I watched. That, I remember watching that match at the local. Um, I was a I'm yeah. still still am a big Netherlands fan, and uh, a friend of mine was uh, she's from a uh, fan of of uh, España. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm we, a big uh, Netherlands fan. Also, did not go home and have sex after that match. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, what else have I been doing? I, you know, I've been trying not to watch too much TV. I've been playing a shitload of music, um, just writing and writing. Um, I finally uh, got off my ass and started marketing my own music. And uh, I think I sold more music in the last like four days than I have in the last five years. So, nice, uh, congrats. so it's that's pretty awesome. awesome. I've been, uh, I'm, it, and that's really inspired me to get writing even more. Why don't you awesome, uh, tell people where they can get it if they if they want to? Sure, you can go to mountainsingers.bandcamp.com. It's it's really quite good. I've listened to it. It's it's fantastic. So support support yeah. Bill. Um, it's all uh, old school analog electronic. I play on a big modular synthesizer. There's no computers. Um, it's played uh, live. There's no overdubs. Um, it's all uh, improv. That's my thing. So cool. yeah, that's what that's I've been awesome. up to. All right. Um, let's see. Our uh, segment uh, "Shit on Andy uh, Andy Schletz" section is brought to you by Spite. Um, fuck you, Andy Schletz. <laughs> All right. Moving along. Uh, we got some fucking <laughs> answers. Um, if you don't understand the context of that, just just go laugh. back in the Twitter feed. Um, <laughs> You can, if you want to, if you want to, if you also specifically want to shit on Andy, Andy Schletz, um, and, and, or tell, uh, Andy how, how awesome Mags, his, uh, his beautiful, gorgeous, uh, wife is, um, who is very much smarter and uh, much more attractive than he is. Um, you can, you can directly tweet at him. It's at Le Cribs, L-E-C, capital C-R-I-B-S, Le Cribs. Um, and just mention how, how much more awesome Mags is 
how uh, how much of a douchebag Andy is. Please don't, you know, don't tell him I sent you. Wink, wink. This is an audio medium, right? So wink, wink. Um, cool. Uh, all right. So we had a couple questions posed to us by Bill. Um, and then Bill, I'll, I'll do the first one. We'll do the second one first. Uh, is the toilet paper stay-at-home challenge insulting and triggering for people who have anxiety about never finding toilet paper ever again? Um, I, it seems like it's triggering for you, right? It is. It is. It's insulting. Yeah. I just I, I called it as as classist before. I mean, yeah. like if you can afford to be like wasting a roll of toilet paper by kicking it around, you know, uh, or you know, even if that's like just the outer sheets, whatever, you know, that's not cool. I mean, it's also, not. That, that it, sort of brings me to my question, which is, are they really wasting it? I mean, are you guys are you guys really above using toilet paper that fell on like Miguel Abara is doing it in his house? <laughs> like that's his dog. His dog carpet. actually got it too, so I'm not sure exactly. Like, did his dog like rip into the toilet paper? Yeah. Uh, Whatever, yeah. man. Like desperate times call for desperate measures. I'm still I, using that roll. I might use it last, but yeah, uh, it's, it's not still quite. Good. It's not quite NBA teams all getting tested uh, <laughs> level of insulting, but. When the Utah Jazz took, uh, what was it, eight percent of the, all of the tests in Oklahoma? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, up. so let me tell you. I'll tell you guys a little story. So when I, uh, after college, um, I was actually coached high school wrestling, and uh, I was working a full time job. And I coached high school wrestling, and I had my day down to like I had my day scheduled out. Um, or literally, like I knew exactly when I took a shit, and I I would only take a shit. If I knew I was going to be able to shower within like, within like 15 minutes of taking a shit, <clears throat> doesn't mean I didn't wipe my ass, but like, it's very much, I had, I had my day down to like, I took a shit at like at two forty-five right before uh, matches. And then like on match days or on, on rest on meet days when I would take a shit at like four forty-five, 45, um, cause I could take a shower and then either go to the match or hop on the bus or whatever. Like I had my shit down and it's like, I, my body was like a fucking tight machine. Now I just shit wherever and whenever is I can't control that shit anymore. Um, so, uh, yeah. So that's a fun, that's a fun fact about me. Um, I used to be able to like tell you when I was going to, when I was going to shit. I really thought the story was going to end with an impacted bowel. Yeah. For whatever reason you couldn't, you know, couldn't shower for a couple of days. You were camping or some shit and you know, Oh no. Oh no. When I had gastro. When I had gastrointestinal issues uh, over the summer, um, yeah, there was like, it was like, as my insides were also fucked up, I didn't, I'd actually, I didn't shit for like four days and it was like the fucking worst. I just, all I wanted to do was sit on a toilet and just poop. I couldn't. And it was just, I, it was, if, that feeling is like, that might be for a dude. Uh, I've, I've never passed a kidney stone, so I don't know what that feels like, but like just not being able to like, push anything out just sitting on a toilet and just like it just it just there that's the fucking worst so um not comparing that anything to any, anything women do uh obviously and i next i never passed a kidney stone so i can't speak to that but that's probably the, the just most painful experience of my life so yeah. uh all right i've then, shit uh, in, i've shit in enough buckets out camping that it's no big deal yeah yeah that's I mean, what uh oh. yeah this i mean this, shit it's just shit this would have been the uh, week that uh, Minneapolis City would uh, would have been playing in the uh, U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, God, I, miss, playing, I miss the Crows down there tomorrow. Yeah, um, Chicago FC. 
Did we, did it? You guys see the? Uh, you guys see the uh, the open cup shirts that they have? Yeah, <clears throat> they're pretty great. Uh, For those that haven't described them, oh, it's a it's a a crazy zigzaggy pattern. I, you can't you can't like I can't do it justice oh, yeah. on on the audio. Like go to go to Twitter, go to Minneapolis City's Twitter and look at them. They have they were for sale. Not sure if yeah. they're still on, on pre-sale, but um, yeah, they were they uh, on sale. Uh, $69, very nice. Very nice. Um, anyways, yes. Classy. Give Minneapolis City uh, some love. And then, Bill, we'll, fi- we'll f- finish up with your last question here, or your question. Um, and maybe you can start, because give the guys here uh, an opportunity to figure it out. What is in your bug-out bag? Bill oh, asked. yeah. There so, Bill, what's, uh, what's in your bug-out bag? Maybe well, explain I, a bug out bag for uh... well, well a bug out bag is you know when the pandemic really the shit hits the fan and and people start looting your house and you know want your toilet paper and and uh and your your food uh and you need to get the get the fuck out you got to have a bag to go so it's normally like normally the cops are on your tail but yeah <laughs> yeah pandemic. and you need to get the hell out of dodge uh you need a bug out bag and so, uh, and so, you know, what are you going to have in it? And, you know, for me, it would be, I have a little tiny synthesizer that would go in it. You know, the important things in life. Um, I have, I have a pair of walkie talkies I'd probably bring with me. Uh, cause you know, cell phones aren't going to make it in the apocalypse. Um, I have, a you know, little things like that. You need water. I have a little, I have a filter. I have a really good filter. So, uh, yeah, those are, those are, Three examples for me. Okay. Um, you guys have a, a, a ideas of what's in your bug out bag? Definitely a, a camping sleeping bag. Uh, I got a pretty tight thermo rest that I probably throw in there. And then, uh, well, like if this is the demon hordes, you know, taking apart the house, they can have my laptop. They can, you know, if they got my phone, I would be sad. But Bill's right, phones aren't surviving the apocalypse. Although I'm not surviving it either. I'm a very <laughs> soft boy. Uh, <laughs> I was never even a Boy Scout. I'm a fucking waste of a Y chromosome. Uh, <laughs> I'd probably take the cats with me because I wouldn't want to like resign them to getting mauled by God knows what unclean folks are ravaging my house. Um, yeah, my bug out bag is basically whatever the fuck's in my uh, son's uh, bag, <clears throat> his, uh, his diaper bag. So that, and I probably throw it in the... Uh, um, all as much of the weed as I have as possible, uh, and a uh, bottle theoretically of speaking, of course, <laughs> and a bottle of Glenlivet that I have because, yeah, um, that's pretty much whatever is in his bag, and then like the three things I can grab as I'm like trying to run to grab his bag, and I throw those in. That's probably what's going to my bug bag, and, and then all the TP um, that I can muster because <laughs> I don't want to wipe my ass. I don't want to wipe my ass with leaves. And yeah, currency. You never know. Maybe I need to trade it for cigarettes. Who yeah. knows? So, uh, MJ, what, do you have a, what's in your bug out bag? A bale of twine, a plier tool, a pocket knife. And then, you know, because I'm, even though I was in Boy Scouts, um, I didn't grow up hunting. I grew up fishing. And uh, my fishing pole is not, just not going to fit. And so how am I going to scrounge up food you know, in the wild. I mean, yeah, there are berries and leaves and things like that, but I'm just like anything that I can find that would be like granola bars or something like that, you know, a box of crackers, things like that. I, I need to be able to eat. So. Cool. 
All right. Well, that's, that's, a, good, that's a good question, Bill. <clears throat> so uh, maybe let us know what's in your bug out bag uh, on the Twitter. Uh, rate and review us wherever you listen to fine podcasts. Uh, Patreon.com backslash names I know. Uh, at TDIKMN on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Texas LR. Dan's at D Wade. MJ at MJ Matsui. Bill is at Bill underscore McGuire. Uh, this was fun. I think this is relatively successful. So if we, this wasn't a complete fucking uh, failure, we'll uh, we'll do this again this week, and then we'll and keep an eye out on the uh, on the Dave's uh, uh, I Know Twitter account TDIKMN. We'll let you know what uh, what uh, classic match we're going to watch, and then talk about in some in some capacity uh, next week. So uh, thanks everybody for listening. Um, we are the names you know. This is Ben. As you do yours, land here, become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Do the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. Do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son.